all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hello to the greatest community. Man, I am so lucky. Y'all fill me up each week with so much purpose and positivity. Thank you. I see you changing your life for the better, and I'm always going to be here to root you on. So keep going. Each week will get better and better. Today, I'm going to be giving my advice for people living with ADHD. And for those people with ADHD, the ones who need the answers right now, trust me, I'm going to get to the solutions as quickly as possible, so stay with me. It's a topic I get asked about a lot in the clinic, and especially on social media. And I have a lot to say about it, and I think this will be highly beneficial for you. It will probably even give you new empowered ways of thinking about it. And I want to let you know that we just launched the Nurse Doza Instagram this past week. And if you're on that and love getting health tips here and there, and you want to hear about what's going on with us in Austin, be sure to give it a follow. And of course, if you prefer watching the podcast, search Nurse Doza on YouTube. If you're ready, let's get into the episode on ADHD. You ready? Class is in session. What is ADHD? We know ADHD as Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. A lot of people are usually diagnosed at an earlier age with this condition and is essentially a abruption of a pattern that allows you to have inattention and hyperactivity. It basically interferes with your function and your development. Boys are usually diagnosed two to four times more frequently than girls. And ADHD is the most common reason for mental health, special education, or behavior referral in pediatric medicine. And if you think about this, this I brought that to a point. I want to bring this to a point. It is something that goes and affects you long term. It is a lifelong issue. And if you think about short term, I know, pun intended, we look at ADHD and give medication to it and say, okay, this should take care of it. But keep in mind, even the ADHD medication is never meant to be a long-term solution. But yet somehow when you're adult and you start taking that medication still or even get introduced to it as an adult, there are some ramifications and, and, and side effects that happen because of it. But be, regardless of it, ADHD is something that will stay with you. And I want you to understand that there's lots of people just like you. They're dealing with this on a daily basis. And there are things that you can do to help support your life to where you can function and you can do the things that you want to do and use this to your advantage. And if you haven't thought about it that way, I'm going to show you how you can use it to your advantage. Here are the five tips for living with ADHD. The first tip for living with ADHD, I want you to find something that makes you happy. I believe that happiness is the key to life. And if you can think about it, we search our whole lives to try to find happiness. And we find it in certain ways. People like to travel. Some people like to hang out with friends. Some people like to work long hours. But happiness is something that everyone should strive for. And people with ADHD need happiness more than anyone else. Because if you think about it, ADHD directly affects your function. It affects your behavior. Happiness is something that is needed. 
So I beg you to think about all the things in your life that you have done that have made you happy. If you think about things at an earlier age, what made you happy then? Are you still doing them now? Were you drawing and coloring? Were you building at an earlier age? Are you doing it now? Were you creating at an earlier age? Are you doing it now? What are you doing on the weekends for your time? What are you doing first thing in the morning when you wake up for yourself? Because brushing your teeth is not fun. Let's just be honest, right? You know, like getting ready for work, you know, getting your clothes and getting shower. I mean, that's not really fun. If you think about how much time we put aside for ourselves every single day, how much do you spend every day trying to be happy? And mood is probably the most important thing that I talk about in the clinic nowadays. I used to talk about weight loss a lot. I still do. Well, mood is right up there with weight loss because they go hand in hand. You think about people with ADHD and I think about the happiness that they're striving for and there are certain things that make us happy and keep us focused. And I guess that's kind of the point where I'm getting at. When you find happiness, you're locked into something and it brings you happiness or brings you joy, brings you function. You're able to think. Because think about it, with ADHD, you can get things done. It's just that when you lose focus, you don't get anything done. Right? And so you imagine the meds that they give you are stimulants to help you stay focused. And when you stay focused on stimulants, you get a lot of things done. And that's why you think, okay, these medications are what I need. But then when you're not on your medication, you know, are you getting things done? And are you enjoying life to where it should be? Because when you take medication for ADHD, you're taking it because you want to function. However, you and I both know you can't take it all the time. I've talked to people who've taken Adderall and Ritalin and Vyvanse for a while. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've taken it uh, when they started when they were teenagers. And now they're in college or they're in grad school. Or maybe they're adults. And I think about how they function now with it. Because a lot of times they'll tell me, you know, they take their medications, you know, once a week when they need to do a bunch of stuff. And they get all their stuff done and they stop. Other people, they take it every day because they don't know any different. And, and I can tell you right now, if, you're, if you have ADHD, you're not deficient in Adderall. You were not born with a deficiency in Adderall, okay? You were born with this weird way of how you process and metabolize and reuse neurotransmitters, especially something called dopamine. Because ADHD and dopamine are the things that are really involved together, right? Dopamine is a neurotransmitter. We make it in our brain. We also make it throughout the body. But the dopamine we make in our brain helps us function, okay? Function, this key word for ADHD people, is not just for ADHD people, it's for everyone. Function, right? I, I hate the label, and I, I use that word very strongly, ADHD, and giving that to someone because it stays with you forever. And you just think that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Everyone that I know that's above the age of 20 has the attention span of a gnat. We do not have enough attention span to basically get through our day, and we need to be stimulated all the time. Not because we like the stimulation, but because the stimulation gives us dopamine. And when we get dopamine, we're focused, and we can function, we can think clearly, we're motivated, and we get pleasure out of it. So when you think about someone with ADHD, the first thing I talk about is happiness, not pleasure, happiness. There's a difference. Pleasure comes from chocolate and sex and heroin and cocaine. Happiness comes from hugs and smiles 
and high fives. There's a big difference because your body wants happiness. I don't know if it necessarily wants pleasure. I mean, it'll take pleasure. But with dopamine, it's a fine, you know, double-edged sword. You want to find something that makes you happy. And if you do it on a consistent basis and it's a healthy thing to do, you will make hopefully more dopamine on a consistent basis that allows you to stay more focused. And for people who have the label of ADHD, guess what? Hopefully that will help you get through your day. It'll give you the energy you're looking for. ADHD really looks at dopamine in a different way than the way I, I, I think we should look at it. If dopamine is a neurotransmitter, look at it also as, a, as it needs to have a certain level of production in the body for us to function. We have dopamine receptors all throughout the body. And they do different things for us. Dopamine, you know, does so many things for our body, but we need a constant supply of dopamine. The same way we need a constant supply of serotonin. The same way we need a constant supply of melatonin. The, the same way we need a constant supply of insulin. The way we need testosterone. And you see it. When you think about how much dopamine you've used and produced over the course of a lifetime, keep in mind dopamine is produced based off of stress response. Whenever you have stress in the body, you will make dopamine. When you're early on in your age, you will make a lot of dopamine because genetically you're able to do that. As you age, it's harder to make dopamine. So if you think about how much stress you had as a, as a kid, you probably used up all your production at an earlier age, and by the time you got to 30 or 40, there's nothing left in the tank. You're not making any more dopamine. And you think about showing up every day to work, and you're trying to get things done, and you can't, and by the time you're 18 or 19 or 20, someone says, oh, you probably have ADHD. Yeah, take this, and it's a stimulant. Basically, it's meth, methamphetamine. It's a form of it, and it gives you the ability to make more dopamine. And you release more dopamine, and then what happens is this medication also allows you to keep this dopamine at a constant level so you can keep using this. Because when you have dopamine, you're focused, you're locked in. You can get promotions. You can graduate on time, right? You can go have the confidence to go... Go ask the girl out. Dopamine is essential. And I imagine that most people show up every day with little to no dopamine. And they will do anything they can to get dopamine. Which means, like I said, if dopamine is happiness and pleasure, it's a double-edged sword. Because I know, and you and I both know, chocolate gives us dopamine. You and I both know sex gives us dopamine. You and I both know that heroin and cocaine can also produce dopamine. But like I said, if you search your whole life for happiness and you think it's in the form of pleasure, this is where people start running to heroin. This is where people start running to cocaine because they know these are ways to get it because they never got it before. And if you replace that with something else that's just as powerful as cocaine or heroin, it's love. Love can be happiness for some people. And if you think about the first thing I said is find your happiness, love. Everyone wants love. So find something that loves you. Find some way to love yourself. Find happiness every day. And it doesn't take much. It could be you getting up first thing in the morning and you tell yourself, I'm worth it. If, if no one else tells you it throughout the day, tell yourself first thing in the morning, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm powerful. Because if no one else tells you it throughout the day, no one's going to tell you it. And where does your happiness start? It starts with you. And you say, how can I change my life? How can I make it better today? It starts by what you tell yourself on a daily basis. All right. I know with ADHD, you have 10,000 thoughts going through your head, but focus on one for just a brief moment. And if you have to make that thought a positive one, do it. 
the second tip for living with ADHD, I want you to allow for play. This is Baldo's favorite term. You want to allow for play because play is creativity. Creativity is dopamine. Creativity is dopamine. And dopamine is function and motivation and reward and, and the ability to think. So with people who have ADHD, creativity is something that you need to do all the time. You need to support your ability to be creative. Because when your dopamine is too low, you're not very creative. And if you think about being creative, what does that do for your overall life? The science behind creativity involves things like ideas and products and services, businesses, right? Revolutionary ideas that could change the world come from creativity. It comes from someone showing up that day with enough dopamine and enough motivation to say, I want to change the world today. I know what we need to do and I'm motivated enough to get it done and I know how to do it. Anyone can achieve that, even people with ADHD. They just have to make sure that they allow their bodies that chance to do so. And supporting dopamine is the way to do it. That's how you get creative. And that's how you come up with the ideas that are going to change the world. The ADHD minds that are out there that are listening to this right now, you have beautiful thoughts. You're some of the most intelligent people I've ever met. So that's why I get frustrated at the idea that someone tells you there's something wrong with your brain. That you think differently. Of course you think differently. I want you to think as different as possible. I want you to be as creative as possible. I mean, think about what Picasso was going through. Think about what Dali was going through. Salvador Dali, when he was creating some of those beautiful artwork out there for people to basically have their brain changed and their thought patterns changed, they saw shapes and patterns they never had pictured before. That's the type of response I want in people. I want you to think outside the box. I want you to be creative enough to where you come up with something that no one's ever thought of before. The people who do that have enough dopamine. But at the same time, if you have enough dopamine, for those people out there that have too much dopamine on your hands, go be creative. And I think about this because people who have lots of dopamine, these are the other, the other side of ADHD, when you have a lot of dopamine, you're doing things, right? This is when you can paint a picture, right? You can learn a new language. You can learn a new song. You can learn how to play the piano if you're focused enough, right? And that's why I say the first thing is find something that makes you happy. Maybe find a hobby. Allow for play is I have my guitar in my clinic. I have a guitar at home. I have a guitar at, in my clinic. And what happens is at the end of the day, sometimes at the end of the week, I play acoustic guitar. I've taught myself to play acoustic guitar. I've been playing my, for about 20 years now. And I played the other day with a guy who plays the flute. No joke. Like seriously, he plays the electric flute and we jammed the other day together. I played songs and he pl pl jammed out with me just on like a, you know, kind of a, improvised approach we made music it was the coolest thing in the world and when we got done with it i was smiling i was laughing we were sitting under this beautiful tree outside and we played for about 30 40 minutes and talked and we became friends like i mean even more so we were friends before we became even better friends after that and to me i had to schedule that in my in my weekly routine i made sure that was on my calendar not because i needed you know to have that in as like a to-do list it's because i knew that if i put in my calendar now it's ingrained in my brain that i am putting myself first and i'm allowing myself a chance to play and the science shows that when we allow ourselves a chance to play our creativity allows us a healthy supportive dopamine 
because when we lose the ability to have dopamine, we lose our ability to be creative. And like I said, everyone with ADHD is creative. They just need something to focus their creativity towards. Why not be something that makes you happy? Why not something that makes you happy? Why not choose to do something on a daily basis that makes you happy? I don't know if video games make you that happy. I don't know if going out and drinking makes you that happy, right? If processed food makes you that happy. Just because society says that you have to go out and celebrate this way whenever something good happens in your life, it doesn't have to be your version of what you think celebration is. To me, when I accomplish something really great, sometimes I like to go be by myself. I'll go for a hike. We have a green belt here in Austin, which is gorgeous. You forget it's in the city. It's in a creek. And I'll get lost for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. I'll go for a run. Paddle boarding. You know, there's all kinds of ways that you can do something to be creative. And when you think about it, you think outside the box, if you put yourself in that position, the uncomfortable position of putting yourself out there, you allow yourself a chance to be creative, right? Some of the best artwork, some of the best ideas that ever been created came from the idea that you got out of your comfort zone and allowed yourself to be creative because I don't want people who only draw a certain way. I want people who draw a different way and allow me to see a different side of it. Just think about a Radiohead album. You have to listen to it seven, eight times before you understand it, right? Because it's their artwork. It's their creativity, and we need that. The third tip for living with ADHD, for people out there, I want you listening to this. You need to balance your blood sugar and your insulin. ADHD is more than just dopamine. It's dopamine and insulin. Dopamine and insulin go hand in hand. Dopamine is for focus and motivation. Insulin is for energy and metabolism. Now, they both go hand in hand because now we're talking about energy. We're talking about how we function on a daily basis. If your insulin and blood sugar are off in any way, you will not live a very long life. You can basically develop things like diabetes mellitus. You can develop heart disease. You can even develop vascular dementia. Fatty liver disease is right around the corner too. Whenever you have a fluctuation of blood sugar and insulin, you also have inflammation. People will see this as weight gain. They'll see this as high blood pressure. They'll even see this as low energy. Now, while blood sugar and insulin are fluctuating, keep in mind everything feeds off one another. Dopamine is also fluctuating. So when your blood sugar is high, your dopamine's high. When your blood sugar is low, your dopamine's low. Now, insulin and blood and uh, insulin and dopamine are semi-inversed. All right, just think about this for a second. When you have high dopamine, usually you have low insulin, and when you have high insulin, usually have low dopamine. Okay. Now, if you picture that in your head right now, now let's look at a bigger picture. Let's look at an individual, for example, a person that has a high dopamine and low insulin. I think probably has ADHD, is diabetic maybe inflamed, overweight, maybe has a fatty liver, which also means they have a leaky gut, which also, if they're having all these issues, probably has poor sleep, probably has a bad blood pressure or heart rate. And you can see this person now, right? And, and it could be male or female, doesn't matter. And if you think about it, high dopamine, low insulin is not a good look on someone. You want to be in the middle, right? Decent amount of dopamine, decent amount of insulin. Because on the flip side, if you have high amounts of insulin and low amounts of dopamine, this person also has ADHD. This person's also obese. This person also has a fatty liver. So you see what I'm saying? It, to say that one's better than the other is not necessarily the, the truth. You want balance. 
just like all hormones, neurotransmitters, you want to balance. You want a decent amount of serotonin, a decent amount of dopamine, a decent amount of insulin, a decent amount of serotonin, a decent amount of melatonin, not too high, not too low, right? And with insulin and dopamine, there is a direct connection. Anytime a diabetic spikes their insulin, they lower their dopamine. I have a study here that shows the higher the body mass index, the lower the dopamine. Obesity lowers your dopamine. Could you make the case that it's, you know, maybe low dopamine to begin with? Possibly. Think about this. When we eat sugar, sugar spikes our dopamine. Initially. But I have a study here that shows in obese people, sugar does not spike their dopamine. It just spikes their sugar. Think about this. When you were in your teenage years and you have ADHD, your diet is probably very chaotic. I mean, let's just be honest, right? You're eating junk food. You're eating, so, you're drinking sodas, whatever you want because you're a teenager, right? Plus it makes you feel good, right? Because we know sugar will increase our dopamine, all right? We know this, right? It gives us pleasure, right? Every time you bite into a piece of chocolate, it gives you a little bit of dopamine, and it gives you a reward and you feel good about it. I mean, I talked to a lady uh, last year who said she eats her chocolate every day at 2 p.m. because the 2 p.m. dopamine spike she gets from the chocolate allows her to finish her day because of her ADHD, right? She doesn't get to finish the day. She doesn't want to take her meds that day. She's like, I need something else. I don't want to drink another cup of coffee. I'm going to eat a couple of bites of chocolate, get a dopamine kick and boom, finish my day. I told her she was brilliant. I was like, that's, that's, that's genius, right? You get to finish your day. You know your dopamine is going on. But the chocolate is also spiking your blood sugar, which is spiking your insulin, right? And if you're a, a person who's thinking about diabetes, that's a bad thing. If you're a pre-diabetic, that's even worse because those 2 p.m. spikes of chocolate are not only spiking your dopamine, they're spiking your insulin. And if you spike your insulin long enough, you're going to be a diabetic. Diabetes is one of the worst diseases to happen to your body, but it's one of the most preventable in most cases. And I, and I think about how could we replace that blood sugar spike and the insulin spike at 2 p.m. for that lady? Here's a tip. Take supplements. The fourth tip for living with ADHD is to take supplements. Supplements can help regulate blood sugar, can help regulate insulin, can help regulate dopamine. Because go back to the lady I just talked about at 2 p.m. She's eating chocolate at 2 p.m. to get a dopamine spike. Unfortunately, she gets a blood sugar and an insulin spike. Well, if I could get her at 2 p.m. to increase her dopamine naturally without increasing her blood sugar and her insulin, I think that's a much better approach. Guess what increases dopamine at 2 p.m. instead of blood sugar coming from, you know, chocolate? B vitamins. Vitamin B6, vitamin B9, vitamin B12. All increase dopamine production in the body. And I could make the case that this lady who's eating the chocolate at 2 p.m., who's having a dopamine crash, having a blood sugar crash, having, you know, a, a basically energy crash, I could also make the case that she's probably vitamin B deficient. Not just B12, but B6 and B9. Vitamin B6 and B9 directly help make dopamine. And for a person with ADHD, could I not make the case that they're also vitamin B6 deficient? Could I make the case for a person living with ADHD that they're vitamin B9 deficient? Yes. Yes, I can. It's interesting here. A study says more than one third of psychiatric 
admissions and issues have been involving deficiencies in vitamin B6, B9, and B12. A third of psychiatric issues involve vitamin B deficiency. And I'm telling you right now, if you're living with ADHD and you haven't taken B vitamins at any point in your life on a consistent basis, I want you to try. I want you to try because here's why I think it's so important. If you take B vitamins on a daily basis, keep in mind you're probably deficient already. Most people are. I've looked in labs for years. I've measured it on myself. I am chronically B9 deficient because I don't eat vegetables. I don't eat a lot of green leafy vegetables, and I'm not about to eat 20 pounds of kale or spinach to make up for it. I'm just going to take a B9 vitamin. I'm going to take a B6 vitamin because I'm not going to eat the green leafy vegetables, but I know I'm deficient in B6. I've measured that myself. When I take B6, let me take this back. When I started taking B6 and B9, I started making more dopamine. The lights came on. I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s when I started taking supplements consistently. And I started taking them, and guess what? My depression got better. And my mood got better. And my focus got better. I do my research. I literally am making more dopamine and serotonin now because I'm taking B vitamins. And I looked at my labs. I was deficient in B vitamins for years. I go look at other people's labs. They're deficient in B vitamins. I start telling them to take B vitamins. Guess what? Their mood, their focus improves. Their sleep improves. All these things improve, and all, all we did was just replace the nutrients they're missing because biochemically speaking, the reason why I love promoting supplements is because supplements help you function better because biochemically, it's what you need in order to function. If you need more dopamine, take more B6 because B6 makes dopamine. You need more dopamine, make some, you know, take some B9. One of my favorite supplements, I have two favorite supplements if you have issues with dopamine, are Brain Candy and Bliss. All right, now I get to talk about this, and, and this is not a sales pitch, this is just the science behind it. So Brain Candy is, is a packet of supplements we have at MSW Nutrition, all right, and I, I personally helped design this. And the cool thing about it is combination has vitamin B6, has B9, has B12, all the methylated versions because I, I need help in the MTHFR gene department. And those combinations mixed with betaine that's also in there, betaine is very important, all those things help the methylation cycle and it also helps you produce more dopamine. The other vitamins that are in there are magnesium. There's also things to detox the brain like N-acetylcysteine, alpha-lipoic acid. All these things help make glutathione. These things help make dopamine. When someone takes brain candy, it has natural focus. The reason I even talk like this is because I take brain candy every morning. I don't drink coffee because I don't like coffee. It makes me too jittery, right? For people with ADHD, you're not deficient in caffeine. You're deficient in B6. You're deficient in B9. You're deficient in betaine. You're deficient in SAMe. You're deficient in magnesium. You're deficient in fish oil, omega-3s. All these things have been shown to help support dopamine production and synthesis, and I noticed I started getting a better production of it with supplements, so guess what? We made supplements for other people to do it. Most people who are looking for that natural focus, you know, that natural dopamine kind of kick, get it from brain candy. It's great. There's no stimulants in there. There's no caffeine in there, and it works. Like, you'll notice something right away. It's great because I take it. I took it this morning. About an hour later, I'm ready. I'm locked in, but I'm not jittery. It lasts all day, and honestly, I don't have to even drink Boost, which I love Boost. You'll hear me talk about our Boost all the time. That has caffeine in it, green tea caffeine. But the thing is, if I have focus from dopamine that I'm getting from my, our brain candy, I don't need to drink caffeine. 
Because like I said, I'm not deficient in caffeine. I'm deficient in B vitamins, and that's why I can't make dopamine to focus throughout the day to get all my stuff done. Because I can tell you right now, for people with ADHD, it is a lack of focus sometimes, right? So what happens is you need the dopamine in order to focus. Sometimes you have too little, sometimes you have too much. But if you balance it out, you can get all your stuff done. So I tell people, if you need to do 10, 12 things today, you need to take brain candy. You take brain candy, you'll get those 10 or 12 things done. I get them done all the time. And it's great. I'll check off my list. I love checking off the to-do list. Baldo likes doing that too. To-do list, like, oh, we got it all done today. And then an empty inbox for your emails, right? Like all that stuff. Like imagine you get all your stuff done and then you could put your focus to something else. I like that, right? I don't want stimulants to, to get me there. Vitamins get me there. Brain candy is just a combination of vitamins, amino acids, and herbs. That's it. I'm very proud to say there's no stimulants or caffeine in it, and it works to get you more dopamine and stay focused. It's great. But for people who want something a little more calm, Bliss. Bliss has SAMe and trimethylglycine. Another form of it is called betaine. Now, betaine has been shown in studies to directly help support dopamine production. And when you take bliss, it works very quickly for some people. I take bliss probably twice a week. I take brain candy probably daily during the week. If I take bliss, within an hour or so, I'll have more serotonin, dopamine, whatever neurotransmitter production I need. That's what it does. And for some people, it's better than a cup of coffee. It's better than the 2 p.m. chocolate for that lady, right? That lady's like, I need more dopamine. I say, hey, well, drop some bliss. You know, that, that will get you more dopamine. It's true. Like for some people, it's like the lights come on. And there's no stimulants in it. There's no caffeine in it. And when you talk about mood, you talk about ADHD. The reason why we're even talking about bliss, brain candy, we're talking about dopamine is because this is what people really want when they're living with ADHD. They know it's a lifelong journey. They know that it's something that they're going to just manage with, right? And some people, there's other things attached to it. I could go through all the studies that talk about eating disorders and other really bad neurological issues that are attached to ADHD, but... There's, there's some things that you can do for it that help you function better and hopefully get you the best life you want, right? Staying focused is the number one thing. I have to imagine that even L-theanine could help you. L-theanine helps you against that overproduction of dopamine. Theanine is very calming on the body. We have it in our chill drink. L-theanine has been shown to help your body and your brain respond better after you've had too much dopamine. So you imagine the come down, right? You got all your stuff done. You're like, okay, how do I relax? How do I wind down? L-theanine. If you never tried L-theanine, it's great for sleep. It's great for the nervous system. It's great for calming the body after a long day of dopamine production. That's why we recommend taking chill and maybe even bliss at night to help you with those neurotransmitter productions and that part of the nervous system. I'm telling you, supplements, bliss, brain candy, try it. Like seriously, you try brain candy, try it for a week or two. Try it for a month. You will notice a difference that day. You take bliss, take it for a week or two, you'll probably notice something. And, and it's, it's, it's great. Like I said, it's one of those kind of, it opens the, it turns the lights on for you. The fifth thing for living with ADHD, the fifth tip, all right? I know we've talked about supplements. We've talked about, you know, diet, getting insulin, blood sugar. The fifth tip for living with ADHD, I want you to work on your sleep. And you and I both know we need to do that. Right, we know that sleep's an issue. I know it is, right? I mean, if you thankfully stayed with us this entire podcast listening to this episode, I'm telling you right now, sleep's probably the most important thing for you if you have ADHD. 
And it's probably the hardest thing to get because you're wired or you're, you know, waking up at night instead of, you know, being tired throughout the day, right? Some people wake up at night, but when they're going to bed, you know, these people, right? The TV's on, the lights are on, they're just overstimulated, right? It, it took them all day to make up for the idea they didn't have any dopamine. So they did everything they could to get more dopamine, more cortisol instead happened. They did coffee in the morning, maybe nicotine, you know, another coffee, uh, you know, maybe they do some vitamins in there, you know, and then they had a bunch of, you know, stimulation from screens like TVs and phones and laptops and fluorescent lights and then driving in traffic and emails and text messages, right, and phone calls, like lots of stress, right? Lots of stress that's constant on the body. And then what's going to happen because of that stress, the body will make dopamine, will make cortisol. And like I said before, if you're early on with the stress, you make lots of dopamine, you make all your cortisol, you run out of dopamine, but you keep making the cortisol. And then you just have cortisol. Cortisol suppresses your melatonin. Dopamine suppresses your melatonin. Like you think about like if you're waking up at the end of the day and you're wired now because stimulants had to get you there, how can you go to sleep? I mean, maybe you're going to close your eyes, but your nervous system's not going to calm down. Right. And these people lay in bed all night and they can't fall asleep. Some people say, oh, I go to sleep right away. Well, your body's so tired that you hit the pillow and you crash right into sleep. And keep in mind with a sleep pattern, dopamine is directly involved. Okay. Dopamine, there's actual increase of dopamine at the beginning of sleep. And as you process into deeper REM, your dopamine then decreases. Okay. So, yes, you might have an increase of dopamine at first, but then you need that decrease. But for some people, if you don't have dopamine to begin with, how does dopamine affect your sleep? It affects it directly. There's been known sleep disorders to happen with ADHD people. I mean, it's like a known thing. You will have a sleep disorder if you have ADHD. So to work on your sleep pattern, I still say you work on your dopamine, right, to manage that and regulate that. Supplements can do it. Guess what else can? Sunlight. In order to work on your sleep, I want you to get more sunlight first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. And I, I keep saying this, right? You're going to get first thing in the morning. Sleep helps you have better, basically sunlight helps you have better sunlight. Sorry. S sunlight helps you have better sleep at night. When you have sunlight first in part of the morning, you produce things like dopamine, serotonin, cortisol. When you go to bed at night, those same areas of the body then start making melatonin. But it needs sunlight first thing in the morning to help you with sleep at night. So to help your sleep routine, if you have ADHD, you have to get sunlight first thing in the morning. Like it's a non-negotiable. Like if, you, if I, I haven't gotten this through to you yet, supplements, sunlight, regulating your blood sugar are non-negotiables. Like those are things you can do. You can go outside first thing in the morning. For some people I know it's darker and all that. You got to take vitamin D. I'm sorry. Maybe infrared light panels are up your alley. But then also you can take supplements in the morning to get going, right? In addition to your sunlight. But if you're taking supplements, you're not having to take stimulants. You're not having to take caffeine, right? So then you're not spiking your dopamine as much. You're regulating it in a healthy way. And then at nighttime, you turn off the lights at an earlier time, right? You put, you know, the phone away after a while. No more emails after 9 p.m. And then you're just calm. Maybe you take some L-theanine, right, from our chill. Maybe you drop some bliss, right? Now you're getting ready to make melatonin. Like, I'm telling you, like, there's ways to help your sleep routine. You can even do legs on the wall. My favorite yoga pose for the adrenals, which help with your sleep routine. And keep in mind, the adrenals make dopamine too, a lot. So if you're not making enough dopamine from your brain, you're probably making it from your adrenal glands, which are only you know engaged with sympathetic response. Go back to flight or fight mode. Now we're talking about stress. If you're stressed out all day long, you're burnt out. You need to recharge. 
You need to downregulate your nervous system and practice your sleep routine. This is a non-negotiable for people with ADHD, and it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard because the hardest thing for you to do if you have ADHD is to sit still for 20 minutes with your eyes closed, not looking at your phone. You think you can do that? If you have ADHD, I want you to practice this. Sit still with your eyes closed, breathing into your belly, not looking at your phone. If you're advanced, not listening to anything besides your breath in a quiet place. Maybe you're in the forest. Maybe you're in the sauna. Maybe you're in your car because that's the only place you can find a quiet spot. Do it for five, 10 minutes first thing in the morning. Maybe preferably with sunlight. Afterwards, go inside and take your vitamins. Right? Maybe skip breakfast because you're not deficient in blood sugar at this point. You're deficient in dopamine and we need to address that first. Maybe skip lunch, right? Because we really don't need the glucose, right? Because it fluctuates our insulin. That throws off our dopamine like we talked about. Pay attention to our appetite because really we only eat when we need energy. And a lot of times we're craving foods instead of actually needing the energy. Because keep in mind, at first, sugar, food will spike your dopamine. But if you keep eating it over and over again, after a while, it won't. That's what the science says. So pay attention to your appetite. Pay attention to your diet. Take your supplements. Get your sunlight. Work on your sleep. Find something that makes you happy. Develop a hobby. If you're 60 years old, I would love for you to learn a new language. Science has shown you can learn a new language at age 100 if your brain is on point. And hopefully listening to this podcast gets you to that area that you're looking for. I want you to support your dopamine. I'm a believer in dopamine. I need it all the time for my sanity. I want you to get your dopamine on point. Take our bliss, take our brain candy, take them together. You can. Take them every day for a month. Use a code Nurse Doza. Give me feedback. Tell me what you think. Tell me how it's changed you, how it's helped you. Y'all got this. I'm serious. Like this podcast, I hope you can hear how emotional I am behind it because I believe that this podcast is going to help you. I was excited to study and write this. I want you to feel empowered now that you listened. I, obviously, you probably need to listen again because there's probably a couple of things you missed. But you're not doomed. You're not broken. You are a healthy individual who has a beautiful brain and you're more brilliant than you ever imagined. I want you to use that brain to your full capacity. And I want you to use the information in this podcast to get there. I'm rooting for you. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health.